Today I've got Ian from Withrones. Thanks for joining me. Do you want to just tell me what you do in Withrones? Hi man, thanks for letting me thanks for letting me come on. Um yeah, my name's Ian, I'm the vocalist and sort of main songwriter, producer type of Withrones. I've been doing this for about Withrones I've been doing for it'll be four years this year, but then with the current lineup we have, it's been not 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 even three yet, about two and a half. So making waves. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very long time. Obviously, just uh, finished speaking to Laura from Goldrays, and she said a very similar thing. And um, been mm. doing it for about three years. You know, lineup changes and stuff. I think that's yep. so common, uh, particularly in our scene. Yes, <laughs> I, I would call it the Scottish scene. Yeah. So like, well, I just I think just... there's like there's a lot of talent out there, and people like change their minds all the time. That can that can happens. Like I've got I've got another like another project that's like um. That's like quite pop punky and quite synthy, but like I'm not I'm not I could have just like ditched this and went and done that. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have a lot of different things they want to do at the same time. Yeah, like um I can't I can't imagine Troy being like, Oh yeah, let's go pop punk. He wants to go and do a, like a like a little Zan like trap trap pop kind of deal. Oh, I'm not even okay. kidding, he wants to get um, like a set up and yeah, be like be like just world too. Like um <laughs> Happy Days, I guess. I don't know if you listen to them. That's a uh, no, they're just yeah, yeah, they're cool, they're band. cool. Yeah, that's that kind of vibe, isn't it? Like, uh, mm. Lil Lotus. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, Lil Lotus yeah, loves yeah, him. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I can't stand him, but he likes him. Oh, that's uh, uh, yeah, like, obviously, um, Gavin as well. He's got his own little thing going on with his production and stuff, hasn't he? Like, he's just making like, yeah, he's, like he's like a freelance, he's like freelancing now. He makes like he's charging per minute of audio now. He's like comfortable enough to go to like that level. He'll like sound design <laughs> per for minute like... of audio. Yeah. I've never heard of that in my life. Please, yeah, please explain that a little bit. I don't think I've ever. So, like, you go to Gavin and you're like, hello, I have like a video game or like a podcast. Or, like, I need like a jingle, you know, like I need like an intro. I need a, I need a boss battle theme. And Gavin's like, okay, how long do you want it? So, yeah, like a boss battle theme. Like he's making the new Pokemon song. That is so, like, insane. The, oh, he's, he's not. No, he's not. But I'm saying like, for example, for <laughs> no, example. I, I know. I know. Yeah, I just mean like, this. This is just a quiet little drummer boy. Yeah, and he's he's like a busting out compositions for people. That is so cool, man. So then, like, you'll be like, how long do you want it? And like, say you need like, oh, I need like a, a two minute loop. Then that's like obviously double what like the one minute would be charging on top of like a. On top of like a flat rate that he charges as well, kind of thing. Oh, that's really cool, man. I might actually hit him up for a little jingle because I don't really know. Right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even kidding for like the podcast and stuff. I don't really know where I'm uh, going with that. Like, <laughs> so I might hit him up for a jingle. Who knows? Yeah, man. That's really cool, though. Do you want to just talk a little bit about like the history of Lift Thrones? Because, like you said, you know, there's been lineup changes, and cool. I know a tiny bit about your lineup before those. Like, and I've got a video somewhere from. <laughs> Your former vocalist, or who was it you guys were playing with? Was it the City of Ours or something? Like yeah, that? yeah, we played with the City of Ours and Envisions and um, Old Hairdressers, which is like a tiny, it's like, it should, it, I would call it like a tiny dingy basement, but it's up like three flights of stairs. So I guess it's like an attic <laughs> above like <laughs> a really like there, pretentious, yeah, extensive, like vegan place. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, an upside down basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that, that gig was cool. That was kind of the only gig we ever played with like that lineup and I was on guitar and the band had like a different different name I was a drummer at that point now in now in a different now in two other bands actually Drummers. playing like hardcore and like indie and like the two different bands <laughs> like a hardcore band and indie wow, band. that's pretty wild who, who are the bands uh, Vent and Slicks 
I've heard of them, yeah, yeah. and I should have been there, the hardcore yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna say Srex hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Can't imagine Srex HXC as a little tag. Yeah, no, no, no. So then he he's gone and done that. Our um, our bassist is a guy I I knew from like high school. Like I've known him like all my life, basically. He um he's now the guitarist and keyboardist of the Jungle Cats that we were speaking about just before we press record here. All right. He's one of he's one of the brothers in that band from Dundee. And then the guitarist, I haven't, I don't really, I've not really kept up with him. I don't know what he's doing. I think as far as I was aware, he's doing sort of like mixing, mastering and production-y stuff over in like Edinburgh, but I've not, I've not heard anything since. But like we were doing okay with like, we did like one show with that and then she left and then we had to do like, then I was like, right, well, no one else is going to like be a vocalist. And I can't find one. So I'll just do it. And I was kind of like a, a singer when I was in like my school band, my like crappy high school band that we did for far too long. I bet you just played Blink-182 covers. That's it. You're coming back to your pop-punk roots. That's all it is. The new project is just you. Of course it is. Yeah, I have to to lose myself to find myself. (laughs) Metalcore does that to people, (laughs) you know? But yeah, so so, we basically ended up being too difficult logistics-wise after a few gigs with them because Kieran was back in Dundee. Gleber guitarist was in Edinburgh. And then we were just... Dude, we were getting like drummers in because... We were getting drummers in for every separate show. Well, and it just, it, yeah, yeah, and it just wasn't working. And I wasn't like, I was too like, my ego was like too high to be like, use like drummers, drums on playback. I was like, no, we can't do it. Mainly because I didn't think we could like carry the stage with three men on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That's it. Like drummers, obviously, they vis- like on a visual level, they have a lot of energy. Yep. So it kind of ups your game. Like we've played gigs with a laptop mm-hmm. instead of a drummer before and let me tell you it is so destroying it feels, it feels like there's not there's no one to like bounce off of I, if i could if i turned around now and like gavin wasn't there like on stage not a practice a practice is fine you know but like if i turned around and gavin like wasn't there and there was just like a laptop on the stool like play, playing in the drums i would be like oh man that's so disappointing yeah, I can't imagine a laptop replicating that China slow breakdown <laughs> vibe as well either. You know that. Yeah, like actually in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, sorry. So rewind a little bit there. It wasn't working logistically, so the the boys were like, right, well we don't, we can't really like, you know, like it's too much to like travel. None of the, none of us have like driver's licenses or anything yet. I think I was maybe twenty, probably like nineteen, about to turn twenty, when all that went down. So I kind of spent like. The first half of that year i was like well i don't want to like give it up and i kind of like this like almost like arena core thing i had we had going on back then before we've decided to like change it up and change it up like we all, like we do so i i wrote the catharsis ep i wrote and recorded that all myself and all of the tracks except holy water are completely like my input with my like final decision on everything holy water was like the last one i wrote and it was when I'd already met Jack and Troy through like like a mutual friend and then like just just an ad for a bassist and he hit me up. So that's so it was just the three of us then and then it was holy water. I was like working on it and I was like, right, well, I need like a song to open it with. How do we do this? And then we kind of cut it up and we messed up. And that kind of like sowed the seeds for like how we work now, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of added like context to the songs a bit more. Yeah. So how did you end up with uh, obviously Gavin? Gavin was again, we um drumming in St. Clements because I know these yeah, yeah, yeah. actually they went to my college and he was there drumming. I just remember thinking, 
He doesn't look like Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were quite. We were quite. Um, we booked a video in for Florida Life because we were like, right. Well, we've got the we've got the band. We've got like the big. We've got the big single thing. We've got the lineup. We were happy to do it with like three people, but then, excuse me, we were happy to do it with three people, but then you know just like shaky cam, make it look like there's a full band going on. Have like a drum kit set up and just have like tactical shots, but um. I don't know, it seemed a bit cheap, so I put, I, I just, again, put a post up, like, yo, we want a drummer for a music video. And then Gavin piped up, like, the week or two weeks before we went, and he was like, I'll do it. And I, like, sent him the song, and he, I honestly don't even remember how he, like, proved to me that he would do it. But I'm pretty sure he just, like, showed up, and we, we trusted him on, like, good faith, and he showed <laughs> up, and then we all went on, a, we all went on, like, a train down to, like, Newcastle to film this video. And this guy, Gavin, showed up, and he, he came, he, like, finished the song, and he was pretty good. We all look a bit like bored in that video, just because it was the first music video any of us had shot. So we didn't get that you. It's always yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't get that you had to like you have to like overperform. You know what I mean? Because it like the camera like tones everything down a bit. So um, once Gavin was like, but he like nailed the actual parts. You know, once he came off and it was like filming someone else's like solo shots, I was like, yo, like that was pretty good. If you want to like join, you can like join. <laughs> and he said yeah, and then the rest is like yeah, the rest is like history lineup wise, I guess, because we kept the same four guys since then. Yeah, you guys have probably been together now for. It's about two to be. Yep, yeah, we're on the um, yeah. misery is a year old now. Flower of Life's two and a bit years because it came out in the the November or December twenty nineteen. I remember, yeah, like oh man, that was mad. It's like a year ago we were watching Sleep Token mm-hmm. and Saint Luke's and a full oh, a full year ago, man. Complete. Can't even imagine doing that now. Craziness. But yeah, we've kind of. The, the lineup six stayed the same and we've just sort of all of us have like listened to more music we've all listened to like more music lots of like different music i've become i've i'm not blowing my own horn here i genuinely think i've become like a better singer and a better vocalist since like then a lot of the stuff on that that ep is like studio magic <laughs> to <laughs> make me like sound that good man. do you know what i mean but then now i'm now i'm at the point where i can like comfortably like sing those notes and like distort my voice like that kind of way and whatever and i think we've all come on leaps and bounds jack's a much better guitarist Troy's a much better bassist and a vocalist as well and we've all come we've all just yeah we've all just improved so much i actually remember talking to troy when i can't remember what song it was you dropped it was off your last ep though and he, i didn't actually know troy did any uncleans until that and then he was telling me that i was like as i sent it i was like oh shit that yeah that, that isn't ian <laughs> i was like yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. before because i wasn't listening for it and then i was like mm-hmm. That that must add a completely new dynamic to the band, though. Like, I think for this new stuff, he's he's been in the process of some like personal stuff, like life, like moving house and stuff like that. So he's not been able to like record vocals. So again, this the new stuff we have coming out for like the part two. Obviously, we wouldn't call it meaning one if there wasn't a part two, right? It's not a big deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like for like the part two that's coming out, it's again all my vocals, but live like. You've seen us. You've seen us live before. There is like that kind of dynamic, and as we go forward, I want it. I want it to take on more of not a dual vocal kind of thing, but maybe like an eighty twenty split. Yeah, like kind of just takes like a, a little bit of weight off of you, so you can engage the audience more. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like, if I, that. If I've, like the last, the last line of the verse, or like the last line of every chorus, or like that kind of thing to like, so I can breathe, so I can like calm down, so I can like do something. You know, what I mean, and he's and he's been practicing his clean vocals as well, so. If there's ever a point where I'm like, dude, take over, I can just, you know, we'll get a, we'll get a, we'll get a signal. We're like, dude, stop singing. <laughs> <A> <laughs> signal. Yeah, I like that. 
And on that topic, if any of the deterred boys happen to listen to this, can one of you please learn to fucking sing? I have asthma. It's really difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. I'm going to do everything myself. That's why... I want to phase out. We cu- we currently play live with the with the track and stuff, and that's like a very like prominent part of our thing. And we now all run like laptop to the click, and everything changes like to the click. All like the MIDI patches and stuff. Kind of just like future proofing so that we can add lighting and stuff whenever. But um, I know I I have like vocal harmonies on there, and I don't want vocal harmonies on there. Yeah, you want. Like, I want Gavin one of those two or three fun. if Gavin's willing to like do it. You know what I mean? I think like. The track should be for like the pretty stuff and oh. then the big booms. Like nothing, nothing else really. The rest of it should be carried by the band. Gavin's too busy setting jingles on Fiverr to learn to sing. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, man. That's like the best thing you've told me all day because I genuinely I'm, did I'm, not I'm have a clue. Just... It's mostly like games that he does stuff for, but he's done one like thing for a podcast as well. I'm gonna hit him up as soon as this finishes and be like, Gavin, how much for a twenty-second jingle for my podcast? <laughs> Ian and uh, he can come. He can come and listen to this, and I'll just be like, Ian told me on the <laughs> podcast. So not only are you gonna come and listen to it, so you can, you know, find out if they actually talk shit about you, or if we are being nice, we are being nice. Of course we are. <laughs> I would never talk shit about any of them, not in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> not, not during this. Just let me stop the recording. We'll start. Just tell them with their face, man. I've got no shame. <laughs> exactly it's how you gotta be so obviously you guys have a close-knit like band experience you're all clearly mm-hmm. friends and stuff and that makes everything up yep. a lot better including creativity like you all said you listen to different stuff mm-hmm. as well so on that note like do you want to just talk about some of the influences and stuff like that mm-hmm. you well um like from artists or even different forms of media yeah well a lot of it comes from a lot of my musical I, I, I suck as like a lyricist, right? I suck like writing lyrics. And if you read them and anything that like looks good, I've probably stolen it. And I've thought, that sounds good. I'll stick that in there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm like not ashamed to admit that because I've just, I've tried. I've been trying to do it for like four or five years now, trying to write lyrics. And I just, I'll get there. But I can't. But as it, when it comes to like musicality, I've been saying this to my flatmate a lot. And the lack of new music this year has like really struggled to inspire me. Like, there's been a lot of, like, all the stuff came out at the start of the year, like, the Loathe stuff. Like, the Loathe stuff and all these, like, a few singles dotted about, but nothing has, like, come out this year that's, like, really, really got me going. So I've kind of been, like, struggling to get inspiration, really. Would you say that's a product of lockdown as well, or...? Sorry? Would you say that's a product of, like, lockdown and stuff? That's exactly what it is, because the labels think that they need to make the money from the, the, the music doing good and the music won't you know what i mean it's like if, if the record label says like you can't release your music in june 2020 because there's nobody to listen to the music because you can't go and sell it on tour and it'll get bad list that's like that's that's like the whole reason that like i genuinely think that's why a lot not a lot of music's come out but like the lot yeah like, mm-hmm. um I, I, I don't know if you do listen to paris but on their last album use me it got pushed back twice yeah. like um, because of that and then eventually they were just like right this pandemic isn't gonna go yeah away, yeah, so yeah. Just, it might as well drop it now so they did and it did really well yeah no i know i i, I that's like the truth of what's happened but like there was like a fear that oh like oh if we can't do that it's not gonna go very well so it's kind of like a dead zone for me between like march and April, like august september of like releases coming out so a lot of the stuff on meaning part one is inspired by sort of things from a few years ago and then me finding like older music 
like I got kind of into sorry I never even gave you any like answers so like the end of like clarity is very like scar lordy or it was meant to be there's things like that so I've gotten a lot of like influences from like sort of synth pop and a lot of influences from kind of like hip-hop and trappy stuff when it comes to the production because I can I can I can write like a rock chorus to like the cows come home at this point you know yeah yeah I so I did hear a lot of that um isn't one of the tracks on uh, the meaning was kind of interlude anyway because it was like a almost a drum and bass kind of track I remember hearing it just thinking this is something that Shikari would like uh, even just a lot of this like synth tones and stuff. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Very, well, um, the Enter Shikari album Shikari, came out as well, actually. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of got a bit, of, I kind of got a stuff out of like the Enter Shikari stuff, the old album that came at the start of the year, and then everything else was like from kind of like stuff that's already out or like bigger bands that it doesn't really matter. I kind of took a lot from some like 2018 like Pale Waves and I and shit like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, there's so much to gain from like popular bands as well. Uh, I feel like a lot of people turn their noses up at mm. it for no, no, totally bad like, reasons. I, you wouldn't believe that, like, oh, like the new, the new like Architects album that all the, the three singles that they, there's a third single just come out today. Like, I haven't heard it yet. It's, yeah, it's literally just come out today. But like, they've decided to like, yeah, we can't be bothered just doing like the same riffs shit again. Let's actually, you know take some of the other music that we listen to and throw it on there. It's really cool. There's some big, like, orchestration work and stuff. Yeah, they did, um, and didn't they do a more orchestral kind of show? Or was mm. No, the, the Royal Albert Hall thing. But yeah, yeah, it was really cool. They actually stripped back a couple songs and they work really well. So it shows that, like, they're actually good songwriters as well, if you can strip it down to, like, an acoustic guitar. Yeah, going from, like, a... I wouldn't call them tech, but they're definitely more in the technical. They better used to be. They, be, they used to be very yeah. tech, but then like, I think I think that's a thing we've done as well. So like, we kind of lucked out that Survive and Misery are as like catchy as they are. But then I feel like some of the stuff on like Meaning Part One are a bit like we've kind of tried to overtech it for no reason, and I think you can tell that some of the riffs are like. They're kind of just there for some reason. Some of the riffs don't really fit. Like a lot of the riffs on like Truth are a bit just like weird and out of place. And not that we don't love those songs because Truth took us forever to get right. And then that fin it finally comes to the end breakdown that's just straight out the Sleep Token playbook. You know what I mean? When, when it finally comes to that like end breakdown, it's like, oh, there's the payoff. Okay, I get it. But it takes like four minutes to get there. So the, the new stuff we're doing is very like, the new stuff I've taken a lot of stuff from like rock bands. There's a lot of Tonight Alive on there. I think there's a song that's like pretty much just a big arena song, but then there's also a song that's super like nine string tuning as well. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I get that, man. It's good to, like you said, draw from different places. Obviously, a big part of you guys as a band we've spoken about before, not obviously not in the podcast, is like use do record yourselves and you mm -hmm. work with other producers and stuff. Do you like to just kind of mm -hmm. talk about that mm -hmm. whole process and what it's like working with those producers feel free to name drop if you want to if you're <laughs> to like specific you know bodies or worker releases um so like i said the first ep was all me i was still in uni so i was able to use like the uni studios like a guitar you can record a guitar at home straight into like an interface you can record all that kind of stuff so the first ep i kind of just did it all and i messaged I knew he did mixing and mastering, Kieran Smith of To Kill Achilles, and I hit him up, and he sort of, he kind of took the reins there, to be honest. Like, he, he kind of, like, took everything, you know, what, did what he did. He tuned the vocals, added the extra keyboards, because I was, like, really crap at, like, doing, like, the synths and everything and all, like, the extra layers. 
And then Survive was the first song we wrote as like a full band. Survive and Misery were like the two that we wrote as a full band. We didn't even plan them to be like two singles or like a, a sort of A and B side, which is what they kind of are, you know. We've just sort of branded them as like an A and B side. But um, I think the visuals attached to them kind of reflect yeah. that as well, yeah. Yeah. So we recorded, we, we wrote them both together and that was, I was like, okay, well, I kind of let them in. And um, so writing writing those two was a weird one because we could physically like be all in the room writing together. Not in like a practice room. We didn't like that. I didn't like, the, I didn't like the thought of like, none of us like the thought of like spending money to sit there. Time to, like, constraints. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To like sit and try and figure out a riff or whatever. So what we would do is we'd sit in like my bedroom or my living room or Jack's jack's like room with his like computer his like studio kind of thing and we'd sit all around like the the, the door session and we'd sit and we track stuff in and we track stuff in and we track stuff in and then when it came to like recording we again just did it ourselves but with those two singles i was like there the whole time for everyone you know what i mean i was i was there for like jack recording guitars i was there for troy recording bass and then i just did my vocals myself because i was used to doing it from the last one so when lockdown yeah, yeah. lockdown came and I'm not like allowed to sit. I'm not allowed to go around and like sit with sit with Jack while he does guitars. I think that was really I think that was really tough for the the two of them to do as well. Try to do some vocals on there, and he was like, just because they'd never done it before, not like the they kind of got a bit of like red light syndrome, which he didn't get with me because I'm quite like relaxed. Well, no, I was probably being like, if I can just play it right. Sorry, sorry, I swore. Um, uh, you can swear, man. Honestly. Okay, okay. But I'm like. Everybody, like... Um, I, I was probably like that. I was like, look, just play it right. You know, it was like relaxed with me there. But I, I worry that they, I worry that, because um, I, I know they were kind of struggling. I know Jack was like, yeah, I can't fucking get this. I'm really struggling to like play this right. But then eventually they did nail it. And those stems are all mixed and mastered. We sent that away to Peter Dodd, the bass player of Bearers, who is a fantastic ear for like synth work. He's, he's been in the scene for quite a while now. Like, um, my guitarist, obviously, and his mm -hmm. old man played uh, a bunch of shows with uh, mm -hmm. Serenity Kim Colin, was it? Yep, that's that was his old band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he um he has a good, a really, really good ear for like synth work. So it was cool to send him like here's a couple of layers and ideas. Here's like what we kind of want it to sound like, and here's all the MIDI notes that I've written in as well. And he would take them and just turn it into like a full like thing. He's not he's not mixing meaning part two, mixing and mastering. But he is, we did pay him to like help edit and like produce and everything, like all the songs on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I like sent right towards it as well, add texture, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So it's like, a, it's like a five man, it's like a five man operation. I'm like, I go, I, I dealt with like the structure and like all the vocals. And I was like, right, here's like the song and like rough guitars and like roughly where I feel like the groove, what the groove should feel like. The bass player, the basing, the bass was all written by Troy and recorded by him. The guitars for the new stuff jack completely like just destroys and then puts his own guitars in and then gavin goes back and like changes up my drums and just turns it into like utter like prog chaos when i'm like throwing <laughs> try to write try to write pop songs here and you're just turning this into a shred fest on the kit it's very much a collaborative effort then i think that's probably the best way to be like um like you know just all like you have your own niche mm -hmm. almost yeah i would find it i would find it extremely difficult now i think it's quite democratic as well if there's a section where i'm like i i'm like i go back to a song that's say it's basically finished and we've been happy about it but there's something like in the back of my brain and i go back to it two weeks ago like two weeks later and i send it back to the band because i've like i've taken a chorus out and i've totally like flipped it on its head and i've changed the chords and the melodies and i, and I just send it back with like a new section or like half the song's different 
like what we did with Survive, because Survive is cut right down the middle, and it goes into the weird like trap poppy thing with the big ending. That wasn't like there originally, you know. I didn't I didn't go into this like crazy riffy song in like seven four and think let's end it on the big four part vocal harmony trap section, you know. That wasn't like intentional, but I went back and I did that, and we kind of just like all vote on it, you know. If if there's like two votes for no, then that's a no, like. You know what I mean? If it's like, nah, that sucks. We can we can then work on it from there if we want to keep trying that new idea. But if I if I put something in, the three of them are like, man, that's shit. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> whatever. Then just scrap I, I it. That. You know, it's like, so I, I'm I'm not like I don't bring like the hammer down as hard as they think I do. Just the chisel a little bit. You know, yeah. you're not smashing it. You're just chiseling it almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's cool though. Like, obviously, it, it must be like um, really good just being able to record in your own time and stuff as well. Because that's uh, a thing I've noticed, like particularly with recording, is when you're playing something, you're on a time limit. It's the same as like in a practice room. You're just like mm -hmm. you've got to smash it out and you know, like make yeah. sure it's as perfect as it can be within mm -hmm. I don't know, like a five-hour period or something. Yeah, yeah. It's and the... you don't get to go back and fix things. I've heard like yeah, I call it like red light syndrome. That's probably where I've like, heard it. you know, yeah. the red light goes on and then you just you just panic, and um, I think it's also kind of like, like again for like DI guitars, as long as the guitars don't clip and they're like doubled pretty well, you can kind of like edit everything out. If you're going for like a super slick thing, of course, if you want to go for like a real amp in a real room, then yeah, fair enough, get that kind of setup. But for the kind of stuff we do, which is like that, almost like slick to the grid metal like rock so pop adjacent thing so many different like textures and stuff going on and tones mm. it'd be really difficult to replicate that with an actual amp mm -hmm. unless you're like obviously just making up 10 different amps but that's something you yeah. do in a proper like studio yeah yeah of course yeah i mean i wouldn't i don't think we'd ever pay someone just now because we've got it working out so well i don't think we'd ever really pay someone to like sit in like a bedroom studio or like a home studio at this point because the, for like the tracking part anyway you know what i mean because we can yeah, do that I ourselves. That. We've just proven that like there's four songs and two interludes on the last EP and four songs and two interludes on this EP. Like, and then we did Survive in Misery ourselves. That's can do I do the math? That's 16, get... 16 tracks we've just done at home and sent away stems to get mixed. Yeah, definitely it cuts a lot of costs out, and obviously it's a learning experience yeah. too. Do you think mm -hmm. you'll get to a point where you're fully producing yourselves? Is that like a goal you want, or do you enjoy just collaborating but... with other people? I do enjoy produce, producing wise. I think I enjoy getting like extra ears in, even if it's, hey, my friend Gregor, listen to this like final mix or like final demo mix of like this song. What do you think of this? Like, I'm, I'm not ashamed to like send stuff like that anymore. I used to be like, oh no, keep hush hush, keep hush. They just send it out, see what people think. And like, if there's any improvements that can be made, then like make them. But um, when it comes to like mixing, yeah, Gavin's really been coming like leaps and bounds, and I think Gavin's gonna like take the take the reins and be like, he's gonna he's gonna end up being like the nolly the nolly get good of like with thrones a little bit, taking over because he's got like all these like plugins and he's got all this like, he's really working on like his own yeah, like, quest and stuff. I saw his little uh, studio mm -hmm. update the other day. Uh, he's just rearranged it and stuff. He's gonna be your Jordan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Somebody who just turned up for a music video and just decided to keep him around. And best he's best just decision we've ever made, honestly. Best decision I've ever made. I'm glad. I'm glad I got. To be honest, I'm glad I got someone like that than like just a just a drummer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, someone, someone who's actually in, wants to be in like involved in like the songwriting. The dude, the dude went and bought himself like a seven string guitar just so he can like like a cheap seven string just so he can like help me write like sludgy breakdowns. 
and he sent in like that is, so he that, that happened the other day he sent me like a, a project he sent me the whole project with all the stems and stuff and then i i was like right i'm gonna like rework this and try and make it like like you know like more of like a song give it like a bit more of a structure because for this band because that's the way we work you know we, we work on like a verse chorus kind of thing so I, I took that apart and i made it sound more like a verse chorus bridge kind of thing and he liked it as well, so it's good. But it's good to hear that all the riffs and everything came from him. I didn't re-record anything. I just rearranged what was there. So I'm glad. I'm glad. Like everyone's like so so involved. Yeah, that that must be huge, especially like if if it does get to a point where he is like mixing and mastering the stuff, yeah. and you're gonna save a whole lot of money, and that is so important for a band. Dude, we'll save a whole lot of time as well. We could we could be like, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to release a single? Do you want to like record this like demo that we've had for like a while? Yeah, no bother. Everyone just like get your tracks recorded in the next two weeks. Send it to Gavin, get it out. Like that, if we, not every song. I I've been getting into Bill Murray a lot. You know, like Johnny Frank. Johnny oh Frank yeah, from Attack Attack and stuff. He's yeah, so yeah. Good, man. He's so he good. um, I I recently started following him on TikTok and he's like, he, so he just like answers questions on there. He doesn't really do like doesn't do like memes or like dances or anything. But his main one was like just record and like release a lot of songs. And you'll eventually, he's like, if you're doing it like all yourself, you're not losing any money and just like throw shit at the wall until, until it sticks, you know? That's why he has like an album every like six months. That's why he like, he has like six or seven. That's why he gets like new singles being like his most popular singles every like album cycle because he always has like one banger and then he's like trying other things with the rest of them. But I love like all of his music as well. So I think, I think it'd be a really good idea to just so like, unique. not everything needs like a music video. Like his, he's a bit piss takey, right? Everything's like, low budget low effort like his new music video is just him doing this for like <laughs> the four minutes and like smiling and it like zooms in and zooms in and zooms in for the whole time so that's like kind of a bit funny but i don't even think that just get like a nice like visualizer because if you're right you know just like people are just in it for the music anyway yeah exactly man like uh, that's the thing like people don't realize um how accessible this stuff can be technology is mm -hmm. amazing because like yeah exactly uh, you know, if you're buying a recording software, chances are you can probably snag a little video editor or something with it, and then yeah, YouTube, YouTube tutorials, and you're off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. It seems like you guys are headed in that direction anyway, like because you've been DIY from the start. It makes a whole lot of sense. Just uh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna help as well because me and Jack are both like, well, I've got my masters, and Jack's about to have his masters by the end of like next year. So we're probably going to be working in like different parts of either this country or like the world. So to be on like a completely automated, like sending files back and forward between each other kind of basis, where it's all like done at, done at home, done at like Gavin's studio, like there's like, that used to be like a, oh, well, Ian's moving away, like the band has to break up or we need to find a new vocalist. Or, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not going to happen with us. It's not going to happen with us. Yeah, we might spend six months not doing anything, but like, it's, just it's not going to like stop us dead, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, like, because you can just work on music and stuff. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of artists and bands have learned during lockdown how important it is to have stuff at home. You can't just keep paying people and relying on them to do it, mm -hmm. especially when you're being told to literally stay at home. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Well, um, moving on anyway, like, obviously, you guys have done some weekender tours and stuff like that, and you've mm -hmm. obviously played a lot of gigs. Have you got any, like, cool gig or tour stories? No, <laughs> I, I, only, yeah. nothing, not, nothing cool. We went like the first sort of tour we did without a peak for Survives release. That was a bit weird. We ended up playing this venue. None of us drove at that point, except Troy. Troy's girlfriend brought like all the stuff down, which was unbelievably thankful. And we offered to like pay fuel and stuff. And I don't think she took it. She was like, "I just like coming." So I was like, "Oh, thanks so much." 
but we, the rest of us all got like the train down to a place called like Workington and we played in this venue where like the bands don't start until like half nine, half nine, 10 p.m. That and then we were like, yo, like the last late. train, the last train back to like Glasgow because that was Workington, Edinburgh, Glasgow. The last train leaves in like, leaves at like 10 o'clock. Like we can't, we can't go on at half nine, come off at 10 and then run to that train. So we went on early to like nobody except the staff and we were like, well, nobody told us this in advance. We assumed it would be like a seven o'clock doors, eight o'clock start kind of thing. Yeah, like and it just it just was it. Yeah, yeah. But then the Edinburgh show was really good. It was in Banshee, and then the Glasgow show was in Thirteenth Note. It was just a Thirteenth Note show. And it was good. It's a typical you know, like basement Glasgow show. Yeah, yeah, nothing like particularly Flash particularly happened then. Other than I think we were I was pretty drunk when we played Edinburgh, and then I went and got really drunk after we played Edinburgh, and that <laughs> sowed the seeds for let's not drink the next time we go on tour. So then the next one was the one where we went with Rituals and Divided by Design, which was the funniest three days of my life. There's not even like, there wasn't even like any particular like in jokes or anything that happened, but just being around like the same group of like 10, like probably unshowered for the most part, like men, it was just really, really funny. <laughs> when we were in, I think it was Leeds, which was the last day, Gavin, we all went to like, a, we all went to like Spoons. And we just we were just sitting there waiting for like a time because we got a train in the morning and we just sat there with like all our gear just like sinking pints like one or two maybe three waiting on Troy coming down and <laughs> Gavin's told me this story before and, um... and Gavin just um we had, I I think I had maybe one or, like one an hour maybe you know and then I got my dinner and then I had like another one and then I'd like I let it like chill out you know what I mean I wasn't like none of us were like drinking that hard and Gavin was like up down up. Like up to the bar, back up to the bar, and he was fucked. I had to like, told me we had to, like confiscate him. We had to tell him, like, look, that's 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 <laughs> your cough, dude. We have to set up in like forty-five minutes. I know you're done. And he was like, nah, 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 I'm fine. I was like, bro, you're not, not going to be able to play the fucking songs, man. I remember, I remember this story. It was literally um, after uh, sleep talking. He was telling me about this. Yeah. I, I've just got this image of like Gavin in my head. Again, anybody who who might listen to this who doesn't know who Gavin is. He is he's funny, like, right? And he does talk to you if you know him. He does, but he comes across as a really shy, quiet boy. He's, yeah, he's, he's super, absolutely super... fucking not when you speak we to playing, him. We were playing, <laughs> we were playing Rocket League on stream yesterday, and I've never heard them do this before. But he literally screamed like so loud, <laughs> and I've never heard that. I was like buckled laughing. You can, you can like find that on like, like his stream or something. It was so so funny. But yeah, to see him just like absolutely mashed. And none of us, we were just like a bit wavy, like, oh, we should go set up. <laughs> he was just, dude, it was, oh, it was horrible. But that, that's like it. The rest, the rest of the shows were all good. Every, every show had like its own, like, sort of like plus point. You know, the Glasgow show was super busy. I did not expect all that many people to like come to our show, like the one that we were headlining. That was super busy. The Newcastle one was in like, was really busy as well, but it was in like a, it was in like a smaller venue. It was in like a tight, it was with like a tighter crowd. And then like, we nailed the like final night as well like the final night in Leeds I feel like my voice nailed it everyone else just nailed it that was when at the end of the set in Holy Water we would put the bass guitar in the track at the very end breakdown so me and Troy could just get the get the mics out and like dual vocal the whole time so it was sick that is no, sick, really good tour. that would have been good to see uh, I think when you played uh, Glasgow on that tour I was actually working Captain yeah I remember you saying that to me actually anybody <laughs> McDonald's just how it goes mm-hmm. but yeah that sounds sick man like obviously uh, you you guys probably had a lot of gig plans before we had a shitstorm. We weren't confirmed, but we were on like the running for um, un 
unprocessed in like April. That's that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. We had is that the um they are kind of techie band, aren't they? Because I swear I stumbled. They used to be like they used to be like techie metal shreddy. Like was that with uh, pop metal and then the new the new stuff's quite like ambient pop. It's all it's really weird. It's he's kind of done like a full one eighty trying to be like all. Imagine Ariana Grande if like Polyphia were like her backing band. That's kind of what they sound like now. That's it, actually, because I remember I found him on Spotify like the other week and I showed my bases. I was like, this is your kind of thing. And he was like, mm. it just sounds like peripheral with vocals. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's laughs> exactly what it is. That, that wasn't like confirmed, but we'd obviously spoke to the promoter and they were like, right, well, it's up to it's obviously up to the band's management if they take us. We had that show with um what are they called? The range. The range. Oh, that, uh, range. That's the one. That's, yeah. That's yeah that was one. booked for September 20. No, it was booked for. Was it February? Yeah, it got pushed. February twenty got cancelled. February twenty twenty, September twenty twenty, February twenty twenty one, and now it's just cancelled. It's just cancelled. So, but we did, we were we were going to plan like a Scottish weekend in the summer to do with the EP as well to just like try and push it. Just do the same as what we did yeah. with the the England one. You know, swap like headlines with whoever's there. Try and do a little three day run. Try and do a bigger tour. But like obviously, obviously that, that's all gone. That, that's all gone. So we focused. We focused double down on like try to write good music. <laughs> that's totally fair, man. I think again, like a lot of bands are in the same boat now. It's really difficult to. Mm-hmm. Quite, it's difficult to look to the future when every time you do, the yeah. future just goes fuck now. Nah. Yeah, I get you. Completely, it's just depressing. <laughs> it's uh, like through lack of. I've had that. Other than like. Gigs being cancelled. I've had a pretty steezy lockdown, though. I've been having a good time, but yeah, I can't say that for everyone because mashing the Twitch streams and that, and it that's just like a bit of fun. But like, I'm getting paid to like sit on my ass and like just do music. I'm I'm getting paid from like my job because my like work is closed. Furlough, so I'm getting, I'm, kind yeah, of yeah. Fun, I'm yeah. still I'm still on like furlough. I've been I've been furloughed every time like the cycles went round, and I know that's not gonna last forever. So that's why I'm applying for like a job that I'm probably gonna want to do with like my degree now before like the follow ends so i don't have to go back but like yeah, I know, man. it's it's been it's done other than staying inside like, during the summer when like places just before places were like open again but you were allowed to meet people outside that was like highlight for me you know because i was like not worrying about i wasn't worrying about money to like meet rent but i was able to like go and see my band like outside and we could just like drink and just like have a good time and i didn't have like deadlines to worry about i had like uni stuff but it was like you know i don't know it was really good for me. I've had like a, a decent like year. Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, you again you've been able to just learn. You probably learned so much more about music than you would have. I spent I spent a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time with like different sounds as well. I spent a lot of time listening to like lots of different music and like I've doubled down on like synth pops kind of stuff that I'm listening to. Man, it's it's so cool hearing like all the different production techniques, like just different different kick drums and stuff, like different electronic kick drums and different snares and how different hats sound, how to make all these kinds of not intentionally. I've just I've just sat down one day and be like, oh, I want to sound like uh, the new Fickle Friends single. I want to sound like I, I like that I, I like that third Paris album. What? Let me let me try and do some guitar sounds like from that. You know, like oh yeah, like kind of just sits behind this info. Like yeah, like, again, different techniques and stuff. It's only gonna mm-hmm. bear some fruits for Withrones essentially. Yes. Yeah. So um, on the top of like obviously influences and stuff. Uh, what would your dream tour lineup be? And oh, it could be any variety of artists. Like I had uh, Laura from Low Race say 
so many different bands. I just like Shikari, Arcane Roots. I think she said uh, Miley Cyrus on that same tour. Life. I was like, that's take, sick take as well. My, my fucking my, money, take my money, honestly. My dad, this is a weird like side note. My dad said to me, we were drinking at like Christmas, and me and my dad never drink at Christmas, but obviously, we normally go for like a pint, but obviously, you can't do that. So, me and my dad were like just having cans in the house, and he, he was like, Do you like that Miley Cyrus? And I was like, You're kidding me on. Because it was like this year, so obviously, she's, do, she's doing like a little 70s throwback, like rock thing that she's doing. And I thought my dad was like joking, and he was like, Nah, nah, nah. I found this video of like her, and he showed me the video of her at the Chris Cornell tribute concert where like the crowd is like laughing when she comes on, but then she totally wins them over by like the end of it. My dad's like an avid Miley Cyrus fan now. That's so, so sick. good. Yeah, yeah, obviously, like I, I like specifically like her new stuff because you know he's like nearly sixty. Like he's probably not gonna like party in the USA very much. He might surprise you. He might. He might, <laughs> he might surprise you. Dream tour lineup. I don't know. I like um. I kind of like what um. Bring me did on their last UK tour where they brought like Yanaka and Fever kind of bands that aren't directly like in their scene because they don't really have a scene anymore you know yeah they're just bands that they thought deserve more recognition similar yeah, yeah. to what they did with the features on their last yeah album exactly dude i love the fact yeah, that that no new album there's, there's one white man on their feature list and it's young blood who's like the least white male white male ever you know like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Him or not, he's like the least like sort of like straight cis white man ever that they could have got from like a metal scene that was so i thought that was so sick all the features on that but then the new there's a biffy clyro show that's probably going to be cancelled and it's them young blood and frank carter and the rattlesnakes as well which is three i think very different like acts yeah for that, sure <laughs> that i think is really sick i'd like to see some sort of i think i'd like to see dua lipa on there because her latest album, for me, it, it slapped. The, the latest Dua Lipa album, I, I was like spinning it non-stop when it came out. Oh god, that's hard. It can be bands you want to tour with as well, by the way. Like, obviously, if you want to tour with Dua Lipa, go for it. I'd love you to tour with Dua Lipa! I, I, exactly. I'd, be, I'd be like Dua Lipa's triangle player for like, <laughs> me. Like, oh, that'd be so sick. Like, can um, I just be in the same building that you're playing music in, please? Yeah, yeah, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. Obviously, I think I have like I have like an architect tattoo. Architects are like one of my favorite bands ever. Even from like before, like holy hell, before like all our gods. I remember, I remember waiting on like all our gods coming out, which I know is not like a new album. It's like on. It's not like an old album. Oh, it's on, like, I, new... it was a pivotal album though. Definitely. It's on like yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember waiting on that coming out, and it was oh, it was unbelievable. When I did finally hear it, and that was when I was like, "Oh, so you're telling me metalcore doesn't just have to be like this? You're telling me you can do like this with vocals? That was uncool. That was really cool." So we'll we'll, we'll throw a we'll throw a Julie for headline and architects remain support. You guys who, open who did, the show. Who did, who did we get? Oh. Nah, nah, nah. You got you got. Oh. Uh, oh, right, that... Bump yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. Yeah, then we're on there. Who goes below us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Just I don't know. Somebody small like bring me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know there's a lot of cool I wish I'd known you were going to ask me this one. Oh yeah that, uh, it's the one where people are always stumped because I know for a fact I could not name less than five bands I'd just be like 
I can't choose one lineup. I would have to go on about ten tours in that year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have to be like so I could soak it in properly. Uh, holding absence, their new record is going to be absolutely uh, a, yeah. a slap in the face. That they are honestly, they are about to blow up. Nobody has any idea. Did you actually see um, Aaron Polly from of Mice and Men? Yeah, I did. I saw his tweet. I can't remember who liked it. Yeah, he just said like they're great. He said like they're the best band or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're like their label mates. Then I'm just like, they obviously didn't get to go over to the US with being as an ocean, but if they get to tour with of Mice and Men, they are gonna be absolutely huge. Yeah, they're they're a weird band because they can fit on like any lineup now. As long as it's like kind of alt music, you know, they're not gonna fit on like a mainstream like. Uh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't get away with supporting like the wombats or like shit like that. But they can. Yeah. They've got music that's like they could tailor a set. You know, they could play like the really poppy stuff, and play like a really poppy set and go on tour with someone like Pale Waves or like someone yeah. like that. Or they could tour like Architects. Yeah, yeah. They can. They can drop like Heaven Knows and Dream of Me and all the older. a couple of like older songs like Wilt maybe, and they could. Yeah, they could like, do like a heavier. Show, like... Some of the more post-hardcore heavier like songs. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And then nah, you've also really... got like Beyond Belief and all those kind That's of songs. That's the catchiest. Like... These two new songs have their catchiest choruses so far, in my opinion. Man knows how to write a hook. He really does. He's a genius. So your dream tour then to wrap that up is. <laughs> Dua Lipa headlining, <laughs> yes. Architects support, with yes. Thrones, and then opening the show, a little band we all know called Holding Absence, who definitely hold- don't have millions of streams. Go check all of them out, because that's a very good lineup. I'd pay, I'd pay a lot of money to see that. That is a, that is a banger. I'd pay a lot of money to be on that too. I'd pay a lot of money just to see Dua Lipa's reaction to Architects set. I'd like, I should love it. I'm like, does she fuck with it? Or is she gonna be like, what? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I get, I get the kind of vibes that she'd be like, this is dope. Just, she seems quite open-minded, Julia, as opposed to someone like uh, Taylor Swift would probably hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone else of like that kind of size, she'd be like, oh, I don't like this. Reminds me of when um, there's a video of when Jay Z and Lincoln Park did that thing, and there's a live show. <laughs> Chester does like the big, massive, long scream, and Jay Z's just like, what the. F-? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen he that. Had, he, heard the record, so but, he heard the record, but obviously he just does it on stage next to him. That was like Jay Z's just like fair enough. <laughs> right? I, I think he was like genuinely impressed by it as well because you know Chester looks like that. blasted that note out, and he's probably sitting there thinking, "How the fuck does he make his voice? Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't do that. I can spit bars, but I cannot do that." <laughs> yeah, man, that's one of the coolest collabs like ever. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, obviously, we've covered a lot of ground in this, like collabs and production, all that kind of stuff. Really interesting chat that. But I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming on no and bothering. like your band and that. It's obviously really cool. And just getting the word out there. But that's the great thing about these. Like, all everybody I've spoken to has just been so vividly different. Like, uh-huh. they're at different stages. Like, Golf GF, mm-hmm. um, they have this bit. They have this very um, like vibe along. Like, they're just doing things are not restricting ourselves i just doing whatever sounds and feels good, good. it's a, good i'm not gonna slap a punk label on it because they it, it's not but you know it's that very state like what people would perceive as being the whole punk mindset and then low rays are looking to edge into like popular stuff and you guys Their new single just, is it called stain their latest single they did like maybe a yeah, year ago that yeah, is they, un, can i just say that's unbelievable do, do that do that go that way do that <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Like I was talking to Lauren, obviously they were talking about the concepts and the videos and stuff, and I think you guys are on the kind of same wavelength with influences and stuff, because mm-hmm. in her dream uh, lineup, she mentioned um, 
Biffy Clyro, Frank yeah. Carter. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't Frank Carter. Sorry, that was Goffy. Yeah, so that's mental. Like we, all you guys are like, drawing the same influences. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, like thanks for coming on and talking about no Thrones. And uh, do you want to plug anything like your socials or any upcoming releases and stuff like that? Please feel free. Uh, to... Okay, well, there's no. You can find you Google with Thrones, all one word: W I T H D R O N E S. You'll you'll find us. Both myself and Gavin do like Twitch streams now, which is just Ian with drones and Gavin with drones again, all one word. But like, there's no release dates yet. I'm sorry for like new stuff. Our first, the first half of our EP came out last year, uh, meaning part one, the heart, and that was that was good. <laughs> that was <laughs> good. Sorry, I, I got my brain just stopped working there. No, um, yeah, you can you can find us anywhere. Just keep just keep an eye out. We've 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 still got like our TikTok running. We're gonna start putting stuff up on there. Just you know. Throwing, throwing stuff at the wall, try get the viral, try get the viral stuff working. For a second, there, I thought you were gonna say we're gonna try and get the shit to stick. Yeah, <laughs> you said, I was gonna throwing but, stuff at the wall. <laughs> I was gonna, but I decided to go against it. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him, so you can find Withdrawns pretty much anywhere mm-hmm. on the internet yep. at this point. They're even on TikTok. We are, we are, yes. But I'm 23 years old and I make TikToks. So that's that's Nick. Just then, um, do with that what you will. <laughs> that information, do with that what you will. Ian Withrones, he's he's corpse. I am. You're a corpse. Uh, I sorry, am. sorry to reveal that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure no having problem. you. No problem, man. Thank you. Thank you.